challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Great to have you with me here on the Great Man Podcast. Listen, before I dive into my topic for this episode, let me remind you that we are doing some amazing things and planning some amazing things for the coming year to change the direction of manhood in our generation. And we need your help. We need your financial support. You can really do this in two ways. First of all, the the way that doesn't cost you a dime is to go on smile.amazon.com, choose Great Man as a charity, and then a percentage of every purchase you make on Amazon. Now, you'll have to go on smile.amazon.com to make those purchases, but we will get a percentage that doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't change the discounts you see. doesn't change what you can buy but we get a percentage. Actually, Amazon gives us that percentage. This is a way you can support us without it costing you a dime. But I also want you to go to the upper right-hand corner of the homepage of greatman.tv, upper right-hand corner of the homepage of greatman.tv, our website, and you'll see a a contribute button. I want you to think about giving. Here at the end of the year, I want you to think about doing some of that giving that you might want to do to get your taxes straightened out and exhaust those benevolence coffers that you have personally and in your company. Uh, We're going to do some great things. We're going to be lean and clean. We're going to change manhood in our generation. We want your help. Now, I want to talk to you about something that young men have been asking me about lately. And uh, it's something that the kind of thing uh, an older man might overlook because maybe he was taught this uh, from the earliest days of his life. But younger men uh, perhaps don't know uh, this truth, don't know this principle. And so young men have been asking me about this in general, and I want to dive into it for a little bit. Men have a tendency to think that the way they treat a woman is based on what that woman will allow. Now, obviously, I'm talking about sexual matters to a large extent, but it has to do with other things as well. Men have a tendency to be cowards when it comes to caring for women, when it comes to treating women, when it comes to how they regard women. And they tend to think that it rests upon the women. They tend to think that it rests upon what the woman will allow. So you can already imagine what I'm talking about. A young man uh, goes on a date. He gets the sense that the girl is willing to go to a certain level sexually. And so he feels like that's what determines what happens. That's what determines what happens on that date. Or uh, in a less sexual way, uh, a young man feels like he should be a gentleman. He should open the door. He should pick up the girl for the date. He should pay for the dinner, etc. But if he gets the impression that that's not maybe what she wants, or maybe he gets the impression that she's a bit of a hard-hitting feminist and finds these things offensive— Um, he backs off from those things, or at least he's insecure about them. (laughs) I've actually seen a young man indecisive about opening a door for a girl, half open it, and she walked right into the edge of the door. Uh, Painful experience, but it was almost a a physical representation of his indecision. Now, I want to say something that uh, all of us need to keep in mind, married men, single men, dating men, whatever. And that is that it is not the woman who determines how nobly, how ethically, how morally, how righteously uh, we treat her. It is based on the man's sense of honor, on his code. When a young man goes on a date, 
He's not scanning his date all night to see what she's willing to allow sexually. When he goes on a date, he should decide in advance, know in advance what his ethical code is. He should know in advance what he won't do, what he won't allow. Uh, of course, I'm speaking here as a Christian, so I don't believe in sex before marriage. Um, I, I believe that this has caused a great deal of damage in our generation ever since the sexual revolution of the 1960s. And long before that, when people have had uh, sex outside of marriage, we've, we've, we have con- full studies. We, we, we see that it's as though uh, many, many things become messed up. And it's as though uh, there's Velcro on the soul. And the more we attach to someone, especially sexually, and then pull away and then attach to somebody else, especially sexually, and then pull away, we weaken the Velcro. It's divorce training. It's, it's, it's training to mess up our lives, uh, both relationally and sexually in the future. So I believe that a man has to be noble in this sense. He should have an ethical code. He should know who he is. He should know what he's not going to do. He should know how he's going to treat a woman. And I believe, I'm a little bit old school in this, uh, I believe that men should be knights, K-N-I-G-H-T-S. They should be knights. They should think in terms of protecting women, not because women are stupid or not because women can't handle themselves, um, but because men, perhaps the one thing that is certain about most men as opposed to most women is that uh, a man is usually physically stronger. So physical protection is one of the things a man most owes a woman, but he also owes her kindness. He also owes her gentleness. He owes her, I believe, I'm still old school in this, I believe a gentlemanliness um, about about. Uh, opening doors and kindness and regard and paying for things and protecting her and and uh, honoring her parents and their requests and all of that kind of thing. Now, I realize some of you are probably rolling your eyes and thinking, man, Mansfield's lost somewhere in the 1950s. No, I'm not. Uh, I believe in a man having an ethical code. I believe in a man uh, having a code by which he lives his entire life and certainly a code by which he conducts himself when it comes to women, his wife, his daughter, Uh, his sister, his mother, uh, the women in his life, the women he works with. And I don't believe that we are meant to be reactors. We are meant to be people who know who we are, know our ethical code, know what behavior is righteous, Um, honoring God. I believe, again, I speak in this podcast as a Christian, uh, honoring God in our conduct, and that we are not constantly scanning women to find out what they will allow. You wouldn't do that in any other area. You wouldn't go to a bank, and if a banker, you know, a teller gave you a, the indication, you know, you can rob this place if you want to, you wouldn't choose suddenly to rob the bank, for heaven's sakes, because someone said, hey, I might let this happen. Uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, you, you wouldn't drive off from a gas station with a full tank you hadn't paid for because the, the, the gas station attendant kind of winked and said, you know, I'll look the other way if you want to drive off. I mean, you decide those things beforehand. You decide your ethical stance beforehand. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm not waiting tonight to see um, what the people I'm having dinner with do when it comes to alcohol. I already know what I'm going to do when it comes to alcohol. I might have a drink, um, but I'm not getting drunk. I'm not getting toasted. You're not going to find me in the gutter. You're not going to find me molesting somebody because I've, I'm intoxicated. It's not the way I've chosen to live. And frankly, there's nothing anybody I'm having dinner with can do to change that, that ethical position. Why? because it's a noble one. It's the one by which I live my life. And so that's how a man has to be. So when it comes to women, we've got to stop this silly, cowardly crap of men 
thinking that what happens between a man and a woman is what the woman alone will allow. That makes the man dependent. That makes the man, uh, again, I'll use the word cowardly. That sort of uh, removes his uh, moral gyroscope as being a factor in the whole thing and uh, causes him to simply say, as man has been doing, by the way, since the Garden of Eden. Well, what happened was because what she wanted, she allowed it. She invited me up. She took off her clothes. She touched my leg. You understand all the things. and I don't mean to be too graphic here. So my point is that when it comes to how to treat a woman, it's not based on you reacting to her so that everything is at her impetus, everything is her fault, everything is her doing. That doesn't that does not work. It shouldn't work in our courts. It certainly doesn't work in the court of God, and it's not the way a man conducts himself. You've got to know what you believe about treating a woman, caring for a woman, protecting a woman, uh, serving a woman. Uh, and being there for her. Now that doesn't that doesn't mean I want to make it very clear that women are somehow weaklings and that you know we men are just meant to dote around them because they're all just incompetent and incapable. That's silly. I I live with a woman who is gloriously competent and strong with a with a with a fiery personality and unbelievably competent in many areas more competent than me. That does not mean I don't protect that does not mean that I don't serve. Uh, that does not mean that I don't surprise with gifts. That does not mean that I, um, that I don't have an ethical code when it comes to my conduct towards her. There are things that are absolutely off limits when it comes to how I treat my wife. doesn't matter what she would allow um, because that's the way a man does. So a noble man, a good man, a great man has a strong sense of ethical boundaries, a strong sense of care and tenderness and servanthood and all those types of values regarding a woman, uh, and this is and this is needs to be what defines what happens. I'll say to young men when we're being kind of graphic and hard hitting, I don't care if the woman shows up for the date naked and has a hotel key in her hand. You need to be knowing who you are, where you stand what you've committed to God, what you've committed to, for younger men, it would be a matter of what they've committed to their parents, what your conscience tells you, what your faith tells you, and set those boundaries. You need to define in your mind what a woman is, that she is she's a glorious creature of God, and, and, she's, uh, and she may be weaker physically, that's, that's almost universally true, um, but that's the only way in which she's weaker or, or less uh, I wouldn't even say it's less, by the way. I'm, I'm glad my wife is physically weaker than me. That comes with all kinds of great benefits, uh, that she is a woman built the way that she is. So all that to say, a man decides before he steps into a relationship with a woman, before he works with women, before he, um, as, as he gets older, even within his family, his mother, his sisters, he must know who he is, what he believes, what he believes about a woman, where the ethical boundaries are. And this is not laid on the woman to determine what's going to happen. So that the man, like some bumbling idiot, is standing around after a disaster saying, well, she did this. She wanted this. She opened the door. She sent the signal. No. You decide. You be a man. You own your values. And you make sure they're not violated when it comes to women. By the way, this has to do with, with physical violence in the home. This has to do with angry touching of women. This has to do with everything. We want to be great men. We want to be noble men. 
And that's not just a matter of, of muscle. It's not just a matter of what we do in our own heads. It's not just a matter of what we do with our band of brothers. It's also a matter of how we treat the women whom I believe have been entrusted to us. Not as though we own them or they're slaves or something, but entrusted to us to care for and nourish and help launch to their greatness. Because this is what a great man does. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men. Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 